Hey, my name is Chris McAllister, and I spent 10 years rabidly chasing my goals. A custom-built home at age 22, a custom-dream home for my family at age 27, a millionaire on paper. I spoke for large audiences. I led a nonprofit where I had a large team, and it all came crashing down. Eviction notice, a box of Cheerios I couldn't buy, I could barely feed my family, my wife sold her engagement ring, and I've spent the last eight years obsessively studying, teaching, coaching others on what I have to remind myself of every day, that the key to finding sustainable happiness, that sustainable flow, is to unblock yourself from self-sabotage and be at your best. My goal is to guide you through fear by slowing down the moment to help you harness your energy. This podcast will talk you through the stress and help you feel calm and organized. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. And uh, right now we're in a focus for the podcast. It's this 10,000 step journey and we're looking at different pieces uh, each week and the month has a theme and the theme right now for this month is what it means to prepare. And so what we're going to talk about today is how to build your ideal weekly flow and what it means to actually turn preparation into action. I was in high school and I went to, uh, or I lived in a place that had a bunch of lakes around it and it was such a blast. We'd hit the lake on the weekends and a number of friends had jet skis, sea doos, whatever you want to call it. So we'd get out on the water, we'd be playing like crazy. And one time we were out at this lake having a blast and a bunch of us were just floating in, floating in the water while others were out riding around. And it would be kind of fun. You'd, you know, ride by and spray everybody. Well, I see this one girl, she's on the Sea-Doo coming at me and she was going to spray, but then she's trying to turn and it's not turning. Um, the blunt force trauma for her to run that into me at the speed she was coming would have killed me. So I'm floating in my life jacket. I pressed the one plastic buckle that was holding my life vest around my body. I took a deep breath and shot down in the water. I actually remember feeling the bottom of the sea dude, this personal watercraft, skim across my fingers. I swam back to the top. I was glad to be alive and angry. Now, the reason that she couldn't avoid me was because... Um, when you're riding on one of those sea you can't make a turn unless you press the gas. So if you're just going along and you try to turn it, it uses like the thrust from the water uh, to, to make a turn happen. If, if you're just riding along and then you take your thumb off the gas and you try to turn it, it won't work. Now here's what's crazy. The same is true about your inspiration. If you try to just make a turn uh, and you're not pressing the accelerator, it's not going to work. It will just keep going in the direction you're heading. So here's the bad news. Tomorrow will look like today. Next year will look like this year. Unless you learn to take your inspiration and systematize it or move it into a rhythm. And how do you do that? You build your morning, you construct the week that you need to have, and you take some kind of action towards what you want to do every day. So I want to walk you through how to do that. Because the more I learn uh, who I am, the more honest I am about the work that I want to do. So I'm not going to waste my life living for the response of others. I'm consumed with a cause, and I want to help you figure out that cause. But even though the work doesn't define me, I can't help getting excited to take action every day. 
or all day air day, as my kids would say. Uh, Nothing stops the person who's taking action every day, even for five minutes. It's compounding impact. And when you're secure in who you are, you don't have to waste your life living afraid of what others approve. You get after your inspiration. Now, I just want to encourage you right now that it is normal to wake up and feel like, oh, it's, it's not working. Everybody faces setbacks. There is nobody that you admire who has achieved something you'd like to achieve that hasn't faced moments where they wanted to quit or where things didn't make sense. Uh, so much of moving forward all the time is just learning to solve problems. Uh, I wake up this morning and I'm frustrated about something that hasn't worked out like I thought it would. And I don't know why it hasn't changed yet. And I've got to figure that out. And so I'm going to wrestle with it. Uh, But yet here I am showing up, taking action. So here's what I want to drop your way uh, in thinking about what it means for you to prepare, for you to prepare to move your inspiration to a solid rhythm or a solid system is to focus on building your calendar with intentionality. So I want to walk you through how to do that because rhythms and routines trump intentions. You're not going to drift your way into awesome and you can't force it either. So we want to learn to build a morning routine. We want to learn to build a weekly flow. I actually don't agree with the people that say you should build your ideal day. I think that puts too much pressure on your day. Everybody has elements in their week that aren't their favorites. So I focus more on helping people build a week, a week with the flow that they'd like to have and the morning that gets that started. So a bunch of high-level ideas I want to cover with you real quick, and I'm going to get into the practicality of it. So the high-level ideas. Um, I already said build your ideal week, not your ideal day. You want to learn to organize your calendar into chunks so that it reduces decision fatigue. And what I mean by that is I don't try to make or create or build things on a day when I have a ton of meetings. Now, I could show you my calendar, and it's pretty crazy because this color-coded system that I have where I move it all in blocks. So if somebody wanted to call and set up a meeting to you know, talk about possibly doing some work together, I know where that's going to go in my calendar. If I set up a coaching relationship, I know where that's going to go in my calendar. Um, and this isn't any kind of like stupid humble brag. It's just trying to share with you. I mean, I could share with you parts of the business that aren't going like I want them to. But, you know, this week, I think I have like 25 or 26 meetings. Um, 20 of those or so are coaching. Uh, a few others are consulting. And then a few others are prospective meetings where we're just exploring work we might do together. So I'm in an intense coaching season. I move those in about two or three rhythms throughout the year. And if I did not run my calendar with intention, it would be insane. I would lose myself. So if I need to run an errand, unless it's like an emergency thing, I've got a place that that fits. So look at your calendar and think through like, okay, I can't jump back and forth from administration, responding to email, pitching, uh, delivering to clients. And and you have the things that are happening in your week, Uh, but organize it around those chunks so that for me, I try to spend Thursdays um, building. That's when I create. That's when I dream. That's when I am not committing to any kind of deliverables unless it's a speaking thing. 
and I'm keeping it clean to do what I need to do. So I'm going to give you some questions here in a minute that will help you organize it into your chunks. But before I do, let me keep hitting these high-level ideas that are going to help you. You also want to look at your calendar and think about A, B, and C tasks. An A task is something that energizes you. A B task you have to ramp up to get done. A C task you should never do. Um, so like for this podcast, this is an A task. I'm excited to do, to do this. It's actually a, a Sunday morning. It's early. Uh, most people have slept in with the time change. I was so excited to record this. Uh, so I'm here at the office and I'm excited to be here. I don't have to ramp up to do this and I don't have to wait for the right inspiration to hit. Um, and everybody's different. Everybody has different things that energize them. I can look at somebody's calendar and go, okay, why are you making so much time for C tasks? If you have time for C tasks, you do not have enough vision. Uh, so we want to stir up that vision. Go back to the, the, in the parentheses, I'm putting in these podcasts, like parentheses, this will be number, I think, 11. Uh, you go back to parentheses number one through four, because that was about stirring up the vision. Some days require more courage than others. It's important to learn when you're most courageous during the day and tackle those items then. Uh, so if there's things that you need to get done that are really hard for you, you need to look at when you have the most courage. Most people, that's in the morning first thing. Um, what it means to build time into your calendar so that you have emotional resilience. What are those things that make you feel amazing? Um, and again, I'm going to ask you some questions to help you focus in this, but focus this in. But if you're not doing those things that make you go, oh, I can do it, right? Whatever my challenges are, there, there are things that I do that I might go into that space, trail running, the sauna, whatever, and I'm like, oh, I, I feel overwhelmed. And after I leave those, I feel inspired. Let's do this. It's going to be hard, but you can do it. You're also looking uh, as a part of building your ideal week, your nutrition. There are different times when you respond um, to your struggles and to the opportunities, the things that you can maximize the momentum. And it can be connected to sugar and caffeine and uh, your sleeping. And so notice those. Pay attention. I'm not here to judge or preach about any of that stuff. I can just tell you that in my own life, I try to pay attention to macronutrients of protein to sugar. I pay attention to caffeine and being careful not to abuse that so that I can keep a steady state of energy throughout the day. Um, I try to schedule more of the things that I would feel energized by just by interacting with people in the afternoon. If, if I tend to get just a little bit sleeper in the afternoon, man, I want to take exciting calls in the afternoon, things that I'm not really having to do a ton of preparation for. I'm just being for somebody, I'm being there for somebody and helping them solve something, um, you'll figure out the things that you need to do in the afternoon. I mean, maybe blocking off time to hit email, whatever that looks like for you. Another huge principle is I put fake deadlines on my calendar like crazy. Um, I need to be about a month, of a month ahead at all times. Currently where the business is, you know, I've got a, maybe a few days to a week margin of error on deliverables and timelines and that kind of thing. Um, I can't miss opportunities. I need to make sure I capitalize on them. As, the, as your business grows, as anything takes off, I've led in enterprises before where I had a nine months to a year margin of error. I mean, you could be making a bad decision. It takes a year before it shows up. 
Um, everybody's different in different places with that. But I use fake deadlines on my calendar to just always keep me a step ahead. So I'm not running around with my hair on fire. Well, I'm bald, but you get the point. Um, don't be afraid to schedule meetings in your calendar. This Again, these are just these high-level ideas. Meetings are the stuff when done right. Uh, if they're the right amount, if they have a tight timeline, if they're committed to, people are ready to show up and get the work done, they can be amazing. And so most people have too many meetings. Most people say yes too much. Most people walk around with, like, you know, a, the calendar that they live by tied up on a rope hanging around their neck, and they're constantly handing out the pen to other people and going, write in what you want to. Don't live that way. But don't be afraid to commit to the right meetings that can generate a lot of either action for the things that you need to move forward. If you're leading something and you're leading a team and you're not, you don't have regularly structured, stripped down, tight, committed to meetings, uh, you are missing an opportunity to create the compounding impact. So there's an overreaction to meetings right now. And uh, oftentimes I'm finding I'm having to encourage people that it's okay. So I just hit a ton of high-level ideas. Those are things for you to wrestle with. Let me just give you um, a couple of ways of thinking about how you build your best morning routine, okay? Uh, For me, mine's changed many times because I've changed, my circumstances changed, but I keep adapting it so I can hack into a state of flow. Um, You also want to look at how to make time for all of those parts and pieces I just walked through. So here's some questions that are going to help you do it. So you make some changes, okay? Don't just keep doing what you're doing. Here are the questions. Um, What is you time? This is the morning routine idea. What do you do that makes the rest of the day an adventure? If you get this done, you're good. If not, you can be uptight. Uh, What do you do in the morning that takes you to a place of, of, okay, I can do this. I surrender to this day. I will face these challenges. And gratitude. Yes, this is my life and I get to do this. Um, That's what you're talking about when you're looking at your morning time. Second question. What represents the core of what you create? What represents the core of what you deliver? What represents the core of what you build? And then what are the things that you manage? And we all have those. How do you, on your calendar, separate it into chunks so that you have plenty of time to do both? You can search for an article by Paul Graham called Maker or Manager. Fantastic. When I help people uh, through this in one of our coaching programs, I, I have them read that because I need it to sink in that they can't think that they can switch channels throughout the day and do quality work, you know, switch channels constantly. Um, third question, what roles do you fulfill? So we want to look at the roles you fulfill and have adequate time on your calendar to fulfill those well. Uh, and you're in different seasons. I mean, I'm in a season right now where it's been about a year and I've got, I think, another six to nine months of an intense focus on pretty much saying no to almost every role except husband, father, and then building site shift because that's the season I'm in. But I know that, right? And and I own the season I'm in, and that's okay. But looking at the roles you fulfill. Now, what obligations are present in your calendar? Look at that. And then how can you start taking those off? Um, you're doing more than you have to. And this is an idea I come back to over and over and over. 
the number one regret right in that book, The Regrets of the Dying, the hospice patients, 25 years this person worked with hospice patients, number one. I wish I would have lived my life, not the one somebody else wanted me to live. Um, a current song I'm listening to, Ray LaMontagne, his new CD, his new album, I'm going to do today in my own way. And uh, whoa, what a huge idea. Um, do you have time for errands? So this is just like, you can't have an ideal day where it just is perfect. You're building an ideal week. So if you build an ideal week, do you have time to do that dumb crap that you just mess with sometimes that you don't want to do? Scheduling that in gives you some margin. So I've given you a lot to think about. And I know you can hang with me. Here you are in this uh, podcast going deep with me. But last week I talked about how to position yourself for inspiration and then capture it. And what you want to learn to do, and this is the last question I have for you, Are you scheduling those inspirations? And I I hit this just briefly on the last podcast, but I want to go deeper into it today because if you're not scheduling those inspirations, then you're hoping they will happen. So if I, if I come across something I listen to in a podcast driving in or have a phone call with somebody and I, you know, I make myself a note to follow up on something I'm inspired to take care of or move forward or whatever thing hits me, Every day I'm probably recording like four to seven inspirations. I then, I'll just type them into my phone on my task list. Sometimes I email myself, whatever works for you. I will take time each day to then organize those. Occasionally I get a day or two behind and put them where they need to go so that I can make sure that I'm dedicating time to actually execute on those inspirations. So you get inspired, you capture it, like I said last week, And then you schedule it, okay? You can do it. You can build an ideal week. It's amazing. No week will be perfect. But when you sketch this out, it's amazing how you're then able to recognize what it means for you to optimize your flow. So too many words with eyes at the end of it just then. (laughs) Optimize, recognize, blah, blah. You get it. If you get questions, hit me up. I'll always love to hear from you and schedule that week. Focus and systematize and build rhythms for your inspirations. Peace.